Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 207, recorded it live at River Road Studios. Today's show is brought to you by the ever-popular Herbal Nerd Society, a group of people that have decided that they want to support us in doing what we do. And they get access to special articles only written for them, special um, and an ad-free viewing experience. Candice, what else do they get um, as an Herbal Nerd Society member? They are going to be getting a whole lot of new stuff over this new year. Oh, really? Like what? be making some changes. I can't go into all of them because we got to roll them out. Okay. But over this next week, the Herbal Nerd, all you Herbal Nerd Society members are going to get an email um, that will give you a little bit more information on what's changing and what you can be expecting over the next year. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, and let's see what else. Okay. So, um, well, I guess that was it really. Uh, follow us on Facebook. There's going to be some changes there that we talked about at, our, at the end of last year or the hiatus show. Um, that uh, initial or beginning Practical Herbalist uh, Facebook, Facebook page is now going to become the, uh, the integrated herbalist, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, the, tra- the Practical Herbalist will probably have a group or another company page that's uh, going to be covering um, news and events from the Practical Herbalist. We're not as active on Facebook as Sue was. Uh, but we will try to post new updates and things that are there. So if you are an active Facebook person, you won't be missing out. But we're not as active um, there as, as we or other people we know are. So uh, we will try to do our best to, to be in contact with you. But as always, if you have a question or, or need something, we always have the emails open. So um, with that said, I guess it's uh, on, on with the show. So now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Patrick Hunter. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Patrick Hunter. And welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. So the first thing out of most people's mouths are like, hey, where's Sue? Yeah. So, Candace, where's Where Sue? Is Sue? Sue is working on a solo adventure called The Integrated Herbalist. And I can't tell you a ton about that one yet either, as Sue's in the process of working on the, the rolling out and all of that. I'm really excited to see it. I think she's going to be doing a lot of teaching, and I think she's going to be doing a lot of really positive changing of lives. So yeah, uh, I worked. I worked with her over um, the December break to uh, get her website live. She started. Uh, she brought back the Herbal Manifesto, mm-hmm. and re- we've rebranded that. So all that content that was there for many years is now back online. And over the last few weeks, she was going to be working on bringing in um, more and more content that's more of on the integrated herbalist kind of thing that fits what she's doing um, for herself and Occupy Medical. So that's where Sue is, and you can find her at um, theintegratedherbalist.com and, uh, or if at the Occupy Medical. You could probably email her there as well if yeah. you wanted to. Uh, but we'll still be in touch with her occasionally, and uh, she's not out of our lives. She's part of us. She's part of what we do. She's part of the history here, and, and we want to support her and everything that she does. So that's where Sue is. Um, so let's see here. We have some new website news coming up. We mentioned this briefly in um, the Haida show at the beginning of the Haida show, and, or, not, or in December, in our when we were talking with Maya Toll. Yeah, actually, our, our hiatus was like anything but restful. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were busy, busy with the website, making some really big changes. Right, and and um, the biggest thing that people will probably see is. Um, just that uh, right off the bat, there's going to be a template change. There's going to be a yeah. theme change. Something that will be a little more colorful. Um, there will be many entry points. Um, uh, we're going to bring up um, categories that are going to be feeded in so that you can have 
you know, if you just scan the front page, you'll be able to see, you know, the different categories and then five or six articles of each of those categories right off the bat. Uh, so that'll be a, a, a way for you to see more of the content. What we felt was uh, before is that we had this kind of this, this standard blog and you would only see the top three or four, you know, newest uh, articles. And that was fine. But what if you didn't want that? What if you wanted to go deeper into something that we've already talked about or you needed to find something? Well, now we can bring up the lifestyle category, for instance, and there'll be five or six articles right there that are the newest articles in a row. Uh, or if you really want to catch up on pod- podcasts or the notes and you missed them, you could say, oh, these are the last five. I'm going to take a look at those. Uh, that way it just kind of organizes it a little bit more. And we're trying to make it a little more open, a little more um, a little more newsy, if you will, uh, in that way. It was a, an idea we had about five or six years ago. We did it. It was somewhat successful. And then we moved away from it. And now I think going back to it is, you know, with our our new direction that we're going to talk about a little bit is where we wanted to be. So I think that's, um, it's going to be fun to do it. It's we're in the process. There's still a lot of pages to fix and change and update, but such is the life of owning a big website. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, so that's, uh, that's that. But you know, the big thing is, is that, uh, it's been about a month now since our last, um, podcast. And, uh, we talked with Maya Toll, who wrote um, the Illustrated Herbiary and right. the Illustrated Bestiary. Right. And then she will have another book called The Illustrated Crystallary coming out, but that's not till the spring. Right. And she had a really fun story about, you know, uh, becoming an author because that wasn't what she was doing and then how the book came about and some of the um, inner turmoil. You know, it's like when you hear about when they make a movie, the choices that are made. At the end of it, oftentimes you're like, oh, they really, that was the way it needed to be because it's so good. And I think with her, it was the same way where, you know, there was a, some push and pull on whether or not there was going to be cards in the book and there was going to be cards at the beginning. But then no one said, you could, well, we couldn't sell cards. And then, and then they became a book and then they, and then they still put the cards in. But then and she didn't want the cards. And then, and then like you, Candice, you were like, oh, I love the cards. The cards are really yeah. cool. So yeah. it's, it's one of those yeah. things where multiple, anytime you're doing, I think, a creative, um, job or process or an item like a book or a song or a movie, uh, you get, you know, what you want to do and then you get an editor and then you get a publisher and then you get, you know, an art director or somebody else and everyone starts to mix in the stew of their their opinions and what they want to see and how it works. And, and oftentimes because of those different disciplines coming together, you do get a better product than you would have if it had just been you. And I think sometimes we we all forget that usually on any creative endeavor, and it's usually a team of people. Yeah. Even if like uh, you know a, a musical artist you know writes, produces, directs, does their song, and they get all the credit for the hit. When you look back, if you were to take take a camera and film the recording session, and you you know that the studio you know musicians had input, you know that the guy in the mixing booth had a, had a, had some input, and you know somebody else, and then the record company had some input, and everybody worked together. Even though at the end of the day, everyone gives credit to that to the star. That was a. It's usually a team effort to make that work. And, right. Yeah. I mean, that's why they, 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 when they roll the credits on movies, they're that long. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. so you've had the opportunity to read, um, I believe, both of them. But oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not the newest one, right? That's not out yet. No, that one's not out yet. So, what was your take on on all of that? One of the things I love about the way that Maya put both of these books together is that they include little exercises or. She, she came at the idea of each herb or each um, animal from multiple directions. So she said, hey, this is what, you know, the energy that this, this plant is about. 
you know, this is the mm-hmm. energy. And here's a little bit of the history, you know, of, of what this plant has meant to humanity or whatever. But then she also said, here's a meditation you can do to connect with the energy of this plant. And then here's a possible, an exercise. She gave you ideas of different ways to connect different avenues into really connecting more deeply with the energy that the plant or the healing that the animal or plant represents. And I really liked that because rather than there are other, there are other herbiaries and other, you know, bestiaries essentially that I've really liked and a lot of authors I've really liked and some of them will explain you know here's the plant or animal this is what it does in its environment this is the the symbol symbolism or the energy of the of of it and they're very concrete and specific and oftentimes they're really good. I mean, I've seen crystal areas that do the same thing. They're very good and it's not that I disagree with them, but it keeps it a little bit at a distance. You're not you're engaging with the idea of the plant. You're not engaging with the plant. And taking the time to engage with the plant gives you a much deeper and richer picture of what you're looking at. So Maya gave you gives us a taste of her idea of the energy of that plant, but then she also gives us ways to connect more deeply so she said oh here you know try this try that think about it this way you know now Mm -hmm. go do it right you know well what i found um with uh looking at her books were or well the book anyway was it reminded me of of back when i was a kid and looking at dungeons and dragons books yeah yeah the the artwork the artwork was like you just you just get lost in the pictures and and uh it was a fun way to read about the um, topic because it was, you know, it's so, it was just so fun to look at. It was like, you didn't realize you were reading about an herb. I mean, you are, but it was just so colorful. And uh, it was one of the, it's one of the rare books that I could just sit down and, and look at. Yeah. Because oftentimes when we get um, herbal books here in, in the office and we review them, you know, I look at them and the cover's cool. And then I start looking through it and, you know, there's a lot of text. There's a lot of text. <laughs> and then maybe a pencil line of the of the herb or whatever. And you know, and I know there's a lot of information there. And I'm not I'm not you know saying that that's not a, a way to get what you want, but I was more entertained by these books because or the book because of the way it looks and the way that it was presented, which then gave me more of the um the learning part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I was finding that um for me lately the way that they're um, doing online learning has been a lot about games and gaming, not yeah. like, you know, first person shooter games. I'm talking about, you know, if you want to learn um, coding, it's, you know, you, you do these three or four things, read these four things, do these four things, and then you level up, right? you know, yeah. and then, you know, and it becomes, and you get a badge and you get a thing and you get a deal. And, and right. so there's this gaming idea. And that's where I felt with, with her books. It was just, it was the entertainment part. It's so playful. I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize I was learning as I was, you know, glancing through the, the, the the imagery and then picking up on some you know key sub subheads and then suddenly other draw me into the copy and like oh okay and you know I love the the you know, the cards at the end and I like I said I know that that was a point of contention um, when they were developing the books was those cards and mm-hmm. you know how they were going to be yeah so uh, I think having them in there was fun but that whole idea and then to make it you know the trifecta right which is the cristiary crystallary and then the bestiary and then the herbiary. Yeah. And again, they just every time I hear those names, I just think of Dungeons and Dragons and role playing games. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think one of the 
parts that makes it really effective or makes Maya's approach really effective is that she does tap into your imagination, into the storytelling part of yourself, the creative part. Even if you don't feel like you're a creative person, you are. We all as human beings are creative. I mean, it, like it or not, you're creative. So you're learning how to connect with these plants or these animals or eventually the rocks with your imagination, that playful part of yourself. And that gives you a hook into the place where there really isn't words, where it is, it's where children spend their time, especially young children. They spend their time much more in the place of no words, where it's understanding, it's feeling, it's you know getting it, just getting it, grokking it. Do you, do you think that the books, um, or this book specifically, is for the herbal nerd or the herbal person that wants to, you know, get certified? Or is this more of um, somebody that has a, an interest? What do you think? Where, where do you think that book is at? I, well, it, it won't necessarily help you get certified. For in, sure. Yeah, in, okay. At, at any places. Um, but if you want to create a deeper connection with the plants and better understand the medicines that you're considering using, using Maya's approach to better understanding the plants is going to be really helpful. Um, one of the things that comes up often is you're formulating for someone or for yourself or for your family member, and there's five different herbs that all, in the books, they all say they do the same thing. And how do you figure out which one is the appropriate herb for this particular instance? You know, are you using elderflowers to reduce a fever, or do you want yarrow for this fever? How do you know? By getting to know the energy of the herb better and using Maya's approach to connecting with the energy, you start to get a, a feel for when elderberry is, or elderflower is the better choice and when yarrow is the better choice. And it's not something that can be put into a book or into words or even discussed or, or shown. It's something that you kind of intuitively feel your way into and even if you're a very sciencey based person and you're that's what you do and that's how you formulate, you're still going to, like Einstein, get those hits of this is the right herb this time. And you get those hits by approaching the herb from many directions. Einstein didn't just look at one direction for his, you know, to develop his theory of relativity. That was actually, if I understand correctly, that was developed because he had a conflict with another scientist. And he said he's trying to prove the other scientist wrong. So he was coming at the idea of energy and mass and the conversion from a completely out-of-the-box direction because he had a different motivation. And it was a breakthrough. Mm. You know, when we learn, when we approach the plants from many directions, we get to know them in three dimensions instead of just in two. If you get to know them from many directions, then in the moment when you've got several to choose from, you'll make the right decision for the person that you're formulating for in that moment. Mm -hmm. And what you formulate for yourself today for the flu and cold that you're dealing with may not be the same formula that you're going to formulate for your husband tomorrow when he comes down with the same cold and the same symptom set because he's not you. And he might need the elderflower while you might need the yarrow. So you don't – and it's not – there's not a science – that you can describe the difference and why. So to me, it seems like that it's about developing, you know, a deeper relationship with the plants, which, yes, is quite serious, but it's also quite playful. 
Plants are playful. Animals are playful. You know, I think um, listening to you there, it's interesting because I've, I've talked with herbalists and met people we've talked here on the, even on the podcast yeah. that are very much, you know, dandelion does X. Mm-hmm. You know, yarrow does X or Y. And that's what they do. And, and, and so if you have ailment Z, I'm going to put X and Y together and we're going to fix this together. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. But I think what you're saying, too, is that there is – you could think of it as a – I think it's the Venn diagram where they have bubbles. Circles. Yeah, the bubbles where there's so you have overlapping the, circles. you have the empirical yeah. kind of uh, properties of the herb, the, you know, the constituents and, the, and what they are known to do and what, the, the, what they're good at. And then you have that. And then you have the other part of it, which is the, the folklore and the magic and that, and that kind of comes in. And then you have your, um, the person you might be trying to help, and then that mm-hmm. comes in. And then where all those three intersect is, is usually the best spot, yeah. you know, the, the point of meeting all of those different parts together. Because you know, even though you, you, maybe as an herbalist you know that it's supposed to be you know, herb Y, herb Z, uh, but as you're talking with the person – and you're feeling everything out, there's an intuitive part of it that comes in. And that's where I think um, Maya's descriptions and her uh, approach brings you into that that part of it, which will help you to be, and I, I hate this word, and I don't even know if I'm using it right, but I didn't want to say it. The holi- holistic. Holistic. <laughs> <laughs> I have two words that I don't really care for in my life, uh, uh, nutritional, nutrition, <laughs> and and holistic and uh because i think they get overused and they're not used properly so i hope i used it right because it would be bad if i if i was using it wrong but uh that holistic uh, again make me shudder holistic approach to um treating somebody and helping them move past what's what's ailing them uh we talk about that even with western medicine if if it was just not just you know Drug X is going to fix, you know, problem Y. Yeah, you know, there might be other things like listen to what the the person that's struggling is saying. There might be something else completely that they need that you know that just that one thing won't do. Yeah, in fact, I've had that a few times myself where I'm walking into a consult with someone. They've already given me a lot of information on what their issue is, so we're going to do the consult, and then I'm going to formulate something for them, and I'm expecting that I'm going to be treating these specific symptoms with these specific herbs based on everything they've said. It seems like that's likely to be where it will go. And then they arrive and I find out in talking with them, I realize that I'm throwing away the entire expectation I had because it's not the right, it's not, it it may be a layer of the problem, but it's not the one that's going to make the difference in helping them move in the direction they want to go. Right. So you have to throw it all away and, it's helpful to have a huge knowledge base, true. It's helpful to have a lot of science and, and understanding of herbal qualities and all of that. But understanding the plants and the medicines at that more non-words place from mm-hmm. that other angle, that really is quite helpful. And it also, I mean, for me, it helps the, the plants pop up and let me know. Right. You know. Right. So, um you can get Maya's book. Where, where, can, where can people find Maya's book? We have links in the show notes. Okay. Um, they can find them on her website, which I believe, if I remember correctly, is mayatoll.com. But the link will be in the show notes. Okay, so. great. And, you know, you can buy from um, Amazon. I'll just say it, Amazon. 
But, you know, buy directly from her if you can. Yeah, if you can buy directly from the author, please do. Uh, it just makes it's a big helpful. difference for them. They don't have to pay. We're, you know, selling stuff through Amazon as a, as a seller is quite expensive. Yeah. And uh, I don't think Amazon needs any more help. No, Amazon has a lot own. of a lot of financial backing in so many industries as herbalists and and lovers of plants. If yeah. we can help the authors and the experts that are writing the books and help the small publishers and the large publishers, all-size publishers who are publishing the books, you know, if you can't buy directly from the author, go to the publisher's website. See if you can buy directly from the publisher because we want to keep the publishing industry in business, right? Right. And, and I mean, Amazon doesn't really help the publishing industry in that way. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. That's the hard part. But, you know, there are links on our, our website um, that are affiliate links you'll find, yeah. and they are to Amazon, um, partly because that is one way that we can, you know, generate revenue. And it's kind of counterintuitive for me to say don't buy from Amazon because I, you know, right. I, I kind of get a, you know, I get a couple cents every time you buy a book there. But, um, you know. But the industry is important yeah it is yeah. And, you have to, and you have to do what you have to do and i, and I get it and, and know, sometimes amazon know, has got the cheapest price and they do and, and i you know and i and i've and i've been guilty of it too or you know yeah. or locally i can't find what i want then i'll go but anyway i don't decide this isn't a podcast about amazon and, and all that but just buy from the author if you can yeah just yeah. as a rule try to buy directly from the author if you can yeah um they get more of the of the cut and you know if you like what you what you're reading it only helps to support them yeah. And then they'll do some more. So um, the other big thing is this is the first show. This is season seven. Yeah. You can believe that. And this first is show season. 207, which is the first show of, of season seven. Um, and, you know, it's typically been the New Year's show. And we've in the past done, you know, goal settings and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we never really had a follow through. We never went back at the from you know, at the end of the year. Yeah. There were times and, and where review. we would like randomly, suddenly one of us would say, oh, and so how are you doing on those goals that you set nine months ago? Right. <laughs> and know? we would look at each other going, uh. What goals? Uh, what goals? Um, <laughs> Stop recording so I can go look up what I said I was going to do. Right. <laughs> so um, I thought, well, we could talk about goal settings this year in which, in which way. Because you had, before we started right. talking together, you had a. When of, I was younger. And and for many years, I've had a really fiery, driven sort of model for goal setting. I think about what it is I want to achieve. I set a goal. I come up with concrete steps to getting to the goal. And that is ends up, for me, often being part of the goal. You know, I want to learn about Chinese herbs, and I'm going to read, read these three titles over the next year in, in an effort to do so. And it's a really... When you think about it in terms of the elements, it's a very fiery driven sort of model for setting goals. Mm -hmm. And I've been finding over the past few years, there have been so many abrupt changes. Our world is very chaotic. You know, it worked that that goal setting way worked really, really well for me when the world wasn't as chaotic uh, because I had some control over the direction my life was taking. Uh, but without having a lot of control or, or having just things, you know, I've got a teenager. You never know with a teenager when you're going to get a call. Oh, and guess what? Or your son comes home and says, well, now I'm going to do this, this, which is completely different from what he was going to do as of the morning. And then he's actually following through. So he's just made a radical change that will then change the household, change what you're doing in life. I mean, 
these things happen. Young people change. They do a lot of changing. And our culture and our, our greater society is going through a lot of chaotic change. There's a mm-hmm. lot of disruption to the old structures. So it's harder to control what's happening and predict what's going to happen next. And so what I've been finding, last year I loosened up my goal setting considerably, and this year I've decided that the wiser way for me to do goals is to look more at, it's one of my ones that I don't like to say as much, but heart-centered goals. Because <laughs> that sounds very silly. <laughs> but it's it, the goals that I've been setting. I've been looking more at, instead of saying something like, I want to learn about Chinese herbs, I might say, well, you know, I'd like to broaden my approach to herbalism and understand herbs from other cultural perspectives or other systems and not even lock into the fact that it has to be Chinese approach Mm -hmm. because I don't know what opportunities will arrive. But if I open myself up and say, well, my intention is really to create a deeper understanding of the plants and better understand the medicine or to broaden my, you know, number of plants that I work with. Mm -hmm. If I get at what the real motivation behind my goal is and just focus on that, the universe can offer me up a lot more better, potentially better opportunities. And I found over this last year that that was starting, things like that were starting to show up. And I, you know, thought I was going in one direction and then an opportunity arose and now I'm going in a really different direction. And it's good. So it's more of a watery as opposed to fire, it's kind of the polar opposite. It's more watery approach to mm-hmm. goal setting. Okay. Um, for me, goal setting is is um, I don't I don't like doing them. Necess- I, I I like to set goals. Like when I'm weightlifting, I have goals and I can set and I can build to them. It's it's a very tangible. It's also something you can control. Yeah, more. You and can then, control how much but, you're gonna. But try. you know, growing my business by thirty or forty percent, and you know, there's so many external forces uh, at work there that um, you know, I had goals for our our uh, Mud Pod Design business last year, and of the three or four goals that I had, I think I got one. Yeah. You know, the other three didn't pan out the way I'd hoped, and. Um, again, it was things that were a little more beyond my control and it was just frustrating, you know? And so I, I, I hesitate to make goals like that anymore, um, along those things. I'm, I'm like you, you said, I, I think it's more along the lines of these are the things I want to do. Let's see how they'll come to pass versus, um, I want to lose 30 pounds by February. You know, right, I, I think yeah. that's a goal <laughs> that, you know, you're setting yourself up for, for failure. Yeah. The second that, you know, you go out to dinner with a friend and you make a mistake. Right. And then you go angst over it and beat yourself up over it and you're feeling really down. And the next day you eat emotionally and then you just compound your problem. Right. And before you know it, it's a week, two weeks, three weeks. And hey, guess what? The gym membership is over now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about that. And and so I I do agree with you that um, I think as we've gotten older, um, resolutions and goals change and are um, larger than just I want to do this I want to do this and do X I know it can be simple I mean like you said with with weightlifting or the fitness that we're already in I can say my goal is to start Olympic weight training this year there's right. not much that's going to prevent me from doing that except myself and saying I don't want to do it or 
or I'm injured or some other thing. But really, well, I think that's, that's a goal I can kind of really control. Yeah, that was one of the things that came up for me over this last year is I was not expecting to have vertigo, but I did. And vertigo stopped me from really making any real progress on the weight training goals that I had for myself. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. And I didn't, it wasn't like it was even an accident. I just woke up in the middle of the night one night with vertigo and it didn't go away. Didn't right. just vanish like I expected it to. It was something that was, I, I couldn't control it. I couldn't control the direction I was going. And I think ultimately now, a year later, I can see how that vertigo caused me to have to train in a different way and, and to work on different muscle structures that were much, much better for me to be working on. So it was ultimately a gift, but it was not something I tangibly could have chosen. And part of, I think, why it arose was that I knew I needed change and I didn't know what I really needed. So I said, okay, I'm going to pick a direction. I'm going to go weightlifting and I'm going to set some some goals about what kind of increases I want in my various sets. And then I'm going to be open to what needs to happen so that I get the health that I'm really looking for. Because what I'm looking for is strong bones and good posture and you know, avoiding things like osteoporosis and arthritis and, you know, inability to walk to the mailbox when I'm 82. I want to be healthy. I want to be, you know, still lifting boxes when I'm 99, you know. For sure. So if that's what my long-term goal is, I don't know how to get there, but I know how to take a direction. So I'll set a direction and I'll get started and then I'll be open and say what happens next. Right. Okay, well, I think that's... uh... That's kind of it for, for show 207 at this point, unless you got anything else you want to add? No, we're pretty much saying, hey, set your goals, but be kind and gentle to yourself. For sure. Um, as always, you can find uh, this podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Libsyn, on um, Pippa, which I think is all cast now or overcast, something. Uh, basically, anywhere where you can get podcasts, you can find us, including Spotify. Yeah. Uh, always, you know, like us anywhere you're at. We're, all, we're also on YouTube, so you could subscribe to that channel and get your podcast as well. Um, your reviews really help us. So if you're listening and you like what you hear, I know it takes a little extra time, but boy, a review would be great. Uh, and as always, put, put an herb on, on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, Questions or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.